Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Never Gets Old. A firsthand account of all things secondhand and sustainable. This is a podcast about resale, consignment, vintage, thrift fashion, how it's great for the planet and great for your wallet, how to buy it, how to sell it. I am your host, Meredith Feynman, and I am joined by my producer and bestie in the Westie, Sarah Lane. What's up, Mare? What are we talking about today? It's Gucci, baby. Oh, uh, this is. I've been waiting for this episode for some time for a variety of reasons, but why do you want to talk about Gucci? So we ran through a couple of the fashion houses. We did Hermes, Hermes, we did Chanel. Um, and I thought it would be fun to go into specific brands because I get a lot of DMs, particularly about Gucci um, and how to buy and sell Gucci secondhand. And there's just so much out there and so much you need to know. Um, and I thought it would be fun to like delve deep into the brand and what's going on with it and how you can get the most out of whether you want it or you want some of it out of your closet. That's awesome. Uh, I'm excited about this, not only because Gucci is a brand that I would call it very aspirational for me, m- very much out of my, uh, my 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 wallet zone most of the time, but also... And that's what you, that's what you think. However, mm. I'm here to dispel some of that. I'm glad to hear it. It's also the, the whole Gucci brand is part of... I don't know, modern life and particularly young people in a way that I don't think other luxury brands are. A hundred percent. And that's why I really wanted to delve into it, because the truth is, I think I get asked about Gucci more often than any other brand right now. Um, And it's just completely proliferated. So we're going to get into the history of Gucci because that would be cool. I didn't know that much about it. Uh, And then it's current resurgence. Uh, and how you can get your paws on some of it, not at astronomical prices. I will say right now, it's probably the brand that is retaining the most amount of value, which means that if you're buying it at full price, the resale price of it is staying pretty high. Uh, So you really have to dig deep to find the right deals, uh, and you need to know a couple things about selling it. 
Uh, I was particularly also inspired by some like mid-aughts Gucci because Sarah, have you seen Hustlers? I have not, but according to you and every other female that I know who's seen it, Jennifer Lopez looks real good. I mean, I'm going to see it again tonight. Uh, <laughs> and like, usually I'll wait for stuff to come out. I was like, no, I want to give these people my money. Um, and I want to see it on an even bigger screen. Yeah, she looks outrageous, but it's also just so evocative of a time. You know, if you're a listener and you um, are not Gen Z, uh, you remember a time before the recession and when things were super opulent in in a particular way. And the movie's super evocative of that. It kind of starts in like, what, 2006, 2007. And one of the things that the character does when she really starts to make money, Constance Wu's character, is they go into Gucci and she gets a Gucci handbag. And it's that the the classic Gucci pattern print um and it's just such a like 2007 bag and <laughs> and makes me makes me think and it's funny because you know Gucci was really Gucci always has been big and as I said I'll get into the history but recently it's just had this massive resurgence I feel like for a while people then were more into Chanel they were very into Balenciaga which also has still like they're doing a sort of minimalist resurgence but then Gucci came back with this maximalist aesthetic putting like bees and snakes and flowers and patches and just everything all over everything and then people went ham but uh Hustlers also made me nostalgic for a time when everyone was in like juicy jumpsuits, myself included, and thought everything was fine. <laughs> yeah, I think more than any other brand right now, and of course, if I knew a little bit more about luxury brands, I, I this might be different, but to me, it's like Gucci loafers, got it. You know, Gucci built, yep. It, it's a certain look, not for everybody, but you know you know it almost more than like Louis Vuitton bag or like a Dolce & Gabbana, whatever at this point. A hundred percent. And its resurgence has been really amazing. And you mentioned those loafers. So that's one of the reasons why I specifically wanted to get into Gucci because I think that something I'm asked about I think more than any other item period is the Gucci Princetown loafer. So Gucci in, I'm thinking because I bought them full price at the store, which is something obviously I absolutely do not do. Right. Uh, I bought myself How very unmare, very unmare, and I had to have them. And this was in, I think this was for my birthday in 2016, February of 2016. I'm an Aquarius. Shout out other Aquarii. Um, and I, the the Princetown loafer was the their sort of classic loafer reimagined without the back. So it was a slide. And everyone started wearing them. This was like, I guess, late 2015, beginning of 2016. And I looked online and it was actually way more expensive for me to buy them secondhand. People were jacking up the price because they were so popular. And I walked into the Gucci store and I bought them full price. I think the price has now uh, it went very high for a minute there. They raised the prices and then they produced too many and now they're dropping again, which is something I want to talk about. But I get a couple DMs all the time about how do I find secondhand Gucci Princeton loafers and one of the particularly um, iconic ones were when they started lining them with fur and you're basically wearing fancy fur slippers around and it's just still a look I, I still continue to go with. I bought ones without fur, but I wear them all the time. I know they're knockoffs. Um, I, in fact, I had a pair of coach loafers that for some reason people were always going like, ooh, cool Gucci loafers, Sarah. 
And I started to like not correct people because I was like, I don't know, for whatever reason, like coach like did their best. Um, but it's like it the look was right enough so that it kind of worked. But I mean, we're talking like this is like ultimate comfort. I mean, yes, it's like it's ostentatious in its way. But it's also like you're wearing like fur lined loafers. That's awesome. Everyone has knocked these off. So I remember before I got a pair, before I caved in 2016, this must have been in 2015, um, Steve Madden had made an incredible knockoff that I was wearing with the fur in them. But I will say I have a couple pairs of real ones and they are the best shoe. They live up to the hype. They're incredibly comfortable, but also they look fancy or not fancy at any moment. So I like to wear them with like a power pantaloon or a lady, you know, suit and and then just slip those on and essentially get to wear slippers to meetings, but they look refined if you want them to. So I think that they actually do a great double, triple duty, particularly for women at work uh, because they look nice and they're comfortable. So it's just sort of a win for everyone. But yes, everyone has since knocked these off, um, but there's still a desire to get the real thing. But let's talk a little bit about Gucci in and of itself, because I didn't know much about the history and I'm, I obviously checked out Wikipedia, give money to Wikipedia. Okay, so Gucci started in Florence in 1921. And, you know, like a lot of these, it's an Italian brand versus a French, a French one, like some of these others. And it is just worth an absolute shit ton of money. Uh, as of 2015, as I'm still reading from Wikipedia, it in Forbes, in a list of the most valuable brands, period, Gucci ranked 38th, period, uh, with a brand value of 12.4 billion as of 2015. And that was before they were doing all this maximalist stuff when Alessandro Michelle came in in 2015 and really revived the brand by literally putting snakes on everything. Well, and... There is, you know, I mentioned young people and uh, the the idea that if you could get anything that's Gucci branded, you know, it's a very cool thing. Also, perhaps the biggest brand in hip hop culture. It is not on the Chanel level in all the right ways to sell to kind of mass market stuff. Yes. And I think that it it definitely Alessandra Michelle, who came in in 2015 to be the creative director did this thing where all of a sudden made everything maximalist and cool, but it wasn't so precious. Like it, it, it intersected exactly with the rise of streetwear, the proliferation of younger people wanting to mix high end designers with like sweatpants. And it did that well. Like you can't really do that as much with Chanel stuff. It looks weird. Gucci did this thing where it became also part of just a massive part of street style. So interestingly, Gucci made a big play, talk about like influencers originally, um, by dressing a lot of movie stars in their clothing in the 50s um, and 60s, which I think is super interesting and super smart. <laughs> very, very early influencer uh, product placement. We talking like Sophia Loren type stuff, like this is old school. Old school, 1960s, you know, Farrah Fawcett waves, not Farrah Fawcett specifically. But I, I think if you look at like 60s Gucci and 70s Gucci, it was so spot on for the time. And again, it's always told Gucci has has seemingly towed the line between being very high end while also not being so precious and unattainable and super duper duper high fashion. 
Like they are, Gucci is high fashion, but it it also always has had a sensibility that a lot of people can wear it. Well, yeah. I mean, when I think of Gucci over the years, and yes, it has changed, and what it is today is not even what it was ten years ago. But I think somewhat loud, a uh, lot of prints, a uh, lot of floral, a lot of logos, but again, in a way that it's like, it can be a little eye rolly for the wrong brand, but somehow Gucci has managed to make it cool. Totally. And I think a lot of that has to do with it being Italian versus French. I think that like Italians are just a little bit louder and a little, wear a lot more color and are, you know, less snooty than French people. And that is apparent in this the use of sort of patterns and color and everything else that Gucci has done. Um, there's actually some really sordid history. So Gucci almost folded in the 80s because of family disputes. So the founder's son took over the company after his father died in 1983 and fired his uncle. Uh, who then went to prison for tax evasion. So then the son was bad at his job and he sold the company. And then he was murdered by a hitman in Milan in 1995. What? Uh, who was hired by his ex-wife. What? I actually yes. did not know this. No, I didn't know any. I mean, this is what's fun about getting into the history of these brands. Like, I had no idea. So... There's some right. Intense... So like there, yeah. There's just we're 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 going uh, we're under the table on a lot of stuff with the <laughs> Gucci family. Turns out, yeah. And then it you know got turned around, and there were new investors, and uh, you know in the '90s, Tom Ford came in, did some great stuff for Gucci. And and it all, you know, was was OK. But what we're really here to talk about is Alessandro Michelle's influence, who, as I said, was appointed creative director in 2015. And he's the one who really brought it into sort of what we think of today with which is very maximalist, is very I mean, the loafers were just I feel like basically one of his first projects. But Gucci now has absolutely skyrocketed. Well, I mean, I me I mentioned my uh, my non Gucci fanny pack um, on a, uh, an earlier episode of the show, but it has that forest green red stripe thing going on, and people say like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cool!" Like, is that is that Gucci? It isn't. No, it was like thirty dollars, but it 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 is so iconic that you know I bought into it because I'm like, it looks cool. Yeah, and one thing that Gucci has done really well is play on their classic signalers, like the G's and this red and green, and somehow it does not look like Christmas. It looks good. It They did a really good job. But, you know, so the proliferation of it, too, and just its explosion with this maximalist being... It, that's what made me think, especially in Hustlers, like, in 2007, we were all really into labels. And then all of a sudden, in 2015, 2016, again, like, labels came back. Like, every brand put their labels and logos, like, Logomania had a huge resurgence and I think Gucci is responsible for a lot of that and just the sales have been utterly overwhelming and I remember maybe right when this was happening in Paris they had a new flagship store it's everywhere I think now it's actually tipping um and a lot of the the prices and value are going to plummet because because they had this this massive 
uh, success with the loafers and all these new designs, but I think that minimalism is going to come back. Um, and you're sort of seeing that happen with the new creative director of Bottega, Veneta, and, and uh, all of this sort of more minimalist type thing that I think is going to come back. However, uh, when I was in this flagship store, so Gucci had been doing so well. When you when you go to Europe, everything that's a luxury brand is about 40% less because there are no import taxes. But however, if you went to the Gucci store, everything was almost the same price. They were doing so well that they did not, they could just inflate all their prices and people would just buy them. It's crazy. It's completely insane. Um, so people are willing to shell out for this. And I would say, you know, now that we're getting a sort of like resale of this, it is extremely expensive to buy secondhand, I think, uh, still. So <laughs> it's funny. Uh, anybody who uh, listens to the podcast cannot see my office that I'm in right now, but I have a portrait of Gucci Mane behind me, uh, a rapper fairly well known, you know, if you run in these circles. And I mean, he's made kind of, you know, an entire career off of not, not that he's necessarily associated with the Gucci brand, but Gucci is, it has become almost a way of like greeting people or saying things are cool. Like Mary, you said at the beginning of the show, it's Gucci, baby. Like that is a thing that you just don't say that about any other brand. And so uh, going back to you being in Europe and the prices being inflated, it is, it's funny how you can you can kind of have a moment as a brand where it's just clicking and people want to be part of that movement. A hundred percent. And I think that it is, I can see it on the horizon that I think people are going to go minimalist again. This maximalist uh, logo mania, I think, has reached a point where people are ready for a change. However, this is what people ask me about all the time. So let's talk about buying some Gucci. Because it's funny, I, I was uh, speaking to someone in L.A. and she was going to Paris for the first time. And I was like, OK, what's the one thing you want to buy? Like, I will help you find it. And she was like, a Gucci bag. Um, so it's definitely on people's radar screens. So the first thing is, as I've said in every episode and we've covered, I mean, it's just the tip of the, the fakes iceberg, obviously, uh, especially because also Gucci is very, very big in Asia where these fakes are often made and proliferated. Uh, there is a ton of fakes. So I actually advocate if you are buying secondhand Gucci of this era, 2015 to 2019, uh, that that you pay a little bit more to make sure it's real. So um, whether that's with someone that authenticates like the real real or a consignment store that authenticates, there are some that do, there are some that don't. Um, you have to be really careful on Poshmark. That $500 mark is where if you buy something $500 or over, it goes to them and they authenticate it and make sure it's real. You really have to be careful of that because there is an unbelievable amount of fakes going on right now and people are ripping things off, but it's different from, you know, imitations and more like actual replica fake bags, fake shoes, anything, fake sunglasses, anything can be faked. I had a friend who wanted, Gucci has come out with all these new sunglasses and there were these, they're big and they're red and green stripe, red, green and black maybe stripe with some glitter in them. Um, not for me, but they're very, they're very fun. And like he sent me the link and I was like, I don't know, man, they're $150 They're on Poshmark. Like I cannot tell you whether or not those are real. So, But they're probably not, right? Again, like who knows? Maybe you just got real lucky and somebody is is selling them for way under what they should be priced, but they're probably fake. So you really have to know your shit. 
again, like we've talked about with other fakes, like there are varying points with Gucci uh, that I'm not as familiar with, but is very easily Googleable on how to see whether or not things are real. Uh, whether it is codes, whether it's certain receipts, um, it's it's fair game when you're spending this much money and when you're dealing with a brand that is often faked as Gucci, that you are asking for actual physical evidence of a receipt um, that someone purchased it. That is, I feel like, one of the last lines of resistance to really figuring out because they can you can fake anything, but an actual receipt is for that you paid for, like a printed receipt. That is something that that fakers haven't really you know cracked the code on so I would actually advocate if you're going to buy some secondhand you spending more money on it it will be less than retail it's not going to be significantly less than retail though one of the classic bags right now they've also reissued a lot of styles I feel like their 70s Italian you know glamour vibe has come back in a major way and they have you know, the crossbody handbag with the two G's on it, and everyone loves that bag. And I saw one on Poshmark that the inside was just somehow destroyed. I don't know if like some makeup exploded or it got caught in a shredder, but like she was selling that for not a lot. And that that was clearly real. I could tell because of like the distressing of the leather that like it, nobody's gonna try to pass off a fake bag that's also destroyed on the inside. Like that doesn't right. make sense. So like it's right, a very right, much right. case by case basis. I mean, the real real has a ton of Gucci. They're very intense about authenticating it. I think it is way overpriced. And I think a lot of this stuff is way overpriced. But let's talk about the loafers because I get asked about those constantly. So it's funny, in 2015, when I was first looking for them, they were more expensive secondhand because people were buying them because they had not produced that many and jacking up the price, as we talked about with like collaborations, you know, you know, manufacturing the scarcity. Then they way overproduced them. So if at this point you're looking for a pair of, you know, Gucci Princetown slides, loafers for whatever, they're all over the secondhand internet. I mean, do your research about what's real and not and what you should expect to pay, but prices have definitely dropped. Um, and I think they will only continue to drop because a lot of this stuff is really highly stylized. It's not like you know, and we've talked about it and I've talked about it when you're selling things, you know, what moves fastest is something that's going to appeal to the most amount of people. Like if you have this insane Gucci jacket with like, you know, sequin snakes all over it, that is going to take longer to move. Um, but these loafers, people are always in the market for them. Um, do your due diligence. And these days you can get them for, I would say, probably half of half of retail. They made too many. And then the, and then they made all these really crazy stylized ones. So like they have ones that are like sort of like look like tapestry embroidery with like Donald Duck on them. Like, I don't know how long someone's going to wear that for, you know? Yeah. It's almost like something that you want to be seen in once or twice. And then it's too specific, which I think is when you say it's going back, it's going to flip back to the more minimalist aesthetic soon. That's because there's only so many people who can wear something like this and then it just isn't as cool anymore. A hundred percent. And I think like, you know, one thing that I hope it never gets old listeners really start to think about is when you buy things, thinking about the resale value of them. So the more highly specific, highly stylized an item, unless it by chance becomes some freak collector's item, um, which could be, could not. That's a total gamble that I can't even dictate. Um, I think that you need to think about like if you are buying something that is really unique, really loud, really one of a kind, like, 
you're going to have to part with it for a lot less money likely than than you paid for it. So I will say like selling Gucci, I don't think I've ever sold because I don't have much of it because for a long time I bought more maximalist, really bright things. And then uh, as of a couple years ago, I just decided that I wanted stuff that would retain a lot of value if I wanted to sell it and stuff that I could wear all the time. Selling it is a real pain in the ass for all of the reasons I've said. It's a major purchase for someone. So if you want to be a salesperson, you have to be prepared to answer a shit ton of questions and like really be there for someone for whom this is a major, major purchase. Absolutely. Well, and you've mentioned before, when it comes to something that somebody really wants and they're willing to part with a lot of money, even at a discount, right? Because this is consignment we're talking about. Even then you're going to get some picky ass people who want like 400 photos and all the receipts and all that stuff. A hundred percent. And what's so interesting about what's happening with Gucci right now. And I do think that it is, it's there's, you know, a ticking clock is that it has thus you often when you were buying vintage Gucci, like older, older stuff, the prices were not high because it was not one of the I mean, it's it will always be has always been a hot brand, but it wasn't like au courant in the way that for the past, you know, decade, Yves Saint Laurent, Chanel, like other brands. So like whenever you saw secondhand Gucci older stuff that like G's interlocking print, which now they've reissued a lot of those vintage looking bags, they've now reissued the older vintage ones were not expensive. And it's funny because I prefer those. I often prefer the vintage versions of stuff. I like my stuff to be a little beat up. Um, Gabrielle Gepert, who is someone I send a lot of people to if you're ever in Paris buying secondhand or vintage, she has she has three stores and she has these like vintage Gucci crossbodies stacked up to the ceiling. Uh, they're like kind of that like waxy, off-white with the like G's, you know, navy G's or brown G's. And I think those are fun and those are cool. And it's so crazy because not necessarily in her store, but in other stores I've seen, that bag, which used to not cost very much because it was clearly vintage and it was like a style and pattern and a logo that was older, was sold for way less. And now everyone can jack up any Gucci price, basically, is what I'm trying to say. But I actually don't see the sales of this stuff really slowing down anytime soon, even though they are producing like really intense one-off things, or rather not one-off, really intensely stylized items. Whenever I go into Gucci stores, usually in France, like everyone's buying everything. Uh, so it's still definitely something that is a major status symbol and it is still fun and playful. Like they all of a sudden right now have like the New York Yankees logo over every all over like stuff. Um, they're just I, it's funny. They're putting logo mania on top of logo mania. Like it's like, oh, we're going to put the Gucci logo, but then we're going to put a Donald Duck Disney logo. And then we're also going to put a New York Yankees logo. So like maybe the joke is on us capitalist messes. I don't know what to tell you. Like they're just. Well, and I mean, listen, as a San Francisco Giants fan, I'm never going to wear a Yankees anything. However, the rest of the world equates that with Americana. So Gucci is smart to do this because they will sell a shit ton of that stuff. A hundred percent. And Gucci's major play, I think, is going to start to just be more and more international. Like every time I am in a Gucci store or flagship that I see out of the country, uh, I'm usually the only American in there. Um, and their price, they've shot up their prices because foreigners, whether they're traveling 
um, from Asia or the Middle East. They don't care. They have fuck you money and they're here to spend it and they love the Gucci. They love the maximalism. I love the New York Yankees thing. I think it's really funny. Like in Paris, like everyone wears Yankees hats. And I'm like, why? And because they, they, it's oh, yeah. just like deep, mm-hmm. deep Americana. And like, you know, they're like, oh, New York City, baby. Like I just imagining them all like standing in Times Square wearing Gucci and like a New York Yankees hat, which is probably what everyone's doing. But basically for <laughs> to summarize, pay a little more to buy secondhand Gucci. It's a lot of just BS, but because there are such incredible fakes of it, like I would just be sure, especially since this is going to be a a big purchase. And if you're selling it, know that there's a ton out there. So one thing I'm seeing happen and one thing I think is like sort of a canary in a coal mine of things changing is there's this unbelievable amount of secondhand Gucci out there. So Sarah, you sort of said that um, you know, a lot of it is out of your price range, which is fair, but I think all the prices are just going to start dropping because there's everyone like had this, it had this moment. And then once I, whenever I see something start to flood a secondhand marketplace, whether it's on eBay, whether it's on Poshmark, Tradesy, Socket, like all the different sites, Mercari, which I need to learn about and then talk about on the podcast because I'm not as familiar. And I'm starting to see a lot of it in stores, like in, in consignment stores. And the stuff was more expensive, but it's all dropping. So I think that there's about to be a real glut if you want to get your hands on some loafers and some Gucci handbags, it's going to drop. That's my forecast. I'm going to drape myself in Gucci real soon. Uh, that's great news, Mayor. Thank you. from you are you is there a specific Gucci item that you really want DM me let us know you can find us online at ingopodcast.com there you can submit a question a query something Gucci you bought that was Gucci baby Uh, you can email us at hello at ingopodcast.com you can always slide into the DMs at ingopodcast or at Meredith Feynman uh, on Instagram and on Twitter and tell us, you know, what Gucci you're wearing or you want to wear. We'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.